This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Welcome to Line Dance Podcast and another drive with Christopher and Megan. Pronounce your last name? <laughs> Varsulia. Varsulia. You'll get it eventually. See, I, I knew it. I just didn't know if everyone else knew it. And you want to make sure I knew and it? I want to be sure you knew it too. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it is questionable. Yes. <laughs> We are on the way home from Stoney's Rock and Rodeo. We are very near the end of 2016. What a year for dance. For us. For us. And we were thinking, in order to start 2017 fresh, we should take a good hard look at what we've done in dance this wowza. year. What'd you say? I said wowza. Wowza. <laughs> There's a lot. Yes. It's been a big year for me. Same. Well, I guess I, I, I can start off. Go ahead. Um, beginning in January, I was on the dance team, the Cowtown Cowgirls. Wow, that was a while ago. That was a while ago. It's yep. been a minute. Yep. Yeah. So, I started off the year with dance. Uh, dance team, local bar, trade winds, great times, great memories, lots of uh, interesting events occurred, and pretty much that's where I was for quite some time, I'd say until about May. Yep. I was, that, that was the gist of my dance experience, learned, uh, some pretty good challenging dances with the team up until about May. Okay. So you can go ahead and fill in your January to May. All right. <laughs> well, let's see. From January till May. February, I believe, was when I took the workshop with Roy Hedisabroto. And I will look that up on my smartphone since I am passenging in this this uh, vehicle ride right now. Uh, Roy Hadisabroto Novato Workshop is what I'll be Googling. This was with Wine Country Line Dance. It was a, a, one of the shorter workshops. It was a Friday evening and uh, Saturday morning. Or not Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday all day starting from morning. And it was March 4th and 5th, 2016. If this is correct. So that would have been when it was still rainy out. As a couple days later after learning I Know What You Did Last Summer at the workshop. uh, That was when I recorded a demo of doing that dance in the rain in the Costco parking lot. Fun. Yeah, that was was a lot of fun. Um, I had done some demo videos I think before. Not a ton. Um, that one I was really happy with because I was just like feeling it and I had nowhere else I could do it this was before I found out like you can request things at Stoney's that they usually don't play and yeah I just needed to do it so I did it out in the rain in the parking lot at Costco and it was great and then I did a a little walk through just by the counts um, in my blazer uh, in the rec center I think one of the days after 
a guitar gig, so I was dressed up in my like black slacks and black blazer. Also, at that workshop, at the Roy Hedison Roto workshop, Kalea and Elliot drove up from Southern California. Amanda was there too, right? Probably. I thought I, I saw a picture of her. I might, I might not have known her as well um, at that time, but there were a lot of people that we did not know as well at this time in the year. That was a to long fair, time ago. At this time, you guys didn't really exist other than you to me, and you were a very that guy that used to dance at Mavericks. And I remembered you from <laughs> Carolyn's parties, and that was about it. Um, I really didn't even know Elliot all that well, except for like internet things. Um, I don't know if that might that might have been the first time I had ever met Kalea in person, because I think on my previous road trips. I don't think we were ever in the same place at the same time. She was still, I think, in the Lancaster area mostly, and I, I okay. didn't really spend any time in Lancaster. Um, that was also before I went to a lot of Wine Country Line Dances um, workshops, because in Vegas last year, well, first of all, when I went to Line Magic last year in October, that was where I first met Brenda, that I recalled meeting Brenda, and like... She lives in Sebastopol. <laughs> so I must not have been to many wine country line dance workshops, if any, at that time last year. And then um, and then I saw her again in Vegas in November, but I still wasn't really like a regular event goer for the socials because there were so many I still didn't know. Like, I think I had gone once or twice and maybe been frustrated at how I, I could only do a couple. And then I was, like, requesting all these, like, country bar dances because that's all I knew for, you know, the request periods of the social. Uh, so it was, it was during this year that I started going solo um, much more frequently, learning more dances. Eventually, Kevin joined me at one of them, at least one of them. Um, you and Keith were at one of them together with much, me. Much, much later. Much, much later. And then you've been going regularly uh, since then but that's beyond May still looking back in March um, yeah that was the first time I had really gotten a chance to see Roy dance with like more of a focus on just like the way he moves whereas like in Vegas I, I was like aware of him among all the other people and I took his skinny love lesson which was just amazing. Uh, I'm so happy I took that, that class. Um, I didn't know a lot of his dances at the workshop. That was the first time I had taken notice of the Beast uh, when I saw him do it with Jesse. Um, that's the first time I saw Trespassing. I think I had kind of seen Electrisk at Vegas, but I don't think I joined in on it at the workshop. I think they did Forever. I didn't know it. Um, I think they did Love Yourself right after The Beast, and I didn't know it. There were still so many dances that I would later come to love and request, and then they were brand new. So it's one of those things where after the fact, you think like, oh my goodness, like I didn't know what I had when they were playing all these songs. Right? And yet, how else would I ever have learned that they existed if that hadn't happened? There had to be a first time sometime. Exactly. So, 
if I could go back in time, like knowing all those now, I would love to like jump in and do those with Roy and everybody else. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that I at least got to see them at all. Oh, and it was such a trip seeing Elliot and Roy do Want to Want Me, because that was a dance that Elliot knew and liked, and he had an opportunity to do it with the choreographer off on the side while everybody else was doing What the France. Fun. Also, this uh, spring semester was a very big semester for Sonoma State Line Dance Club. Uh, This was when we still had everybody. Uh, A lot of folks had places to go and things to do um, this last semester. So it it was a different turnout. But that uh, spring semester, we were going strong. And this was when we were really starting to branch out more from country bar things like from the grad or Stoney's or the late Mavericks because we didn't have Mavericks anymore. I'd met a lot of them through a previous semester of Lion Dance Club and then, you know, going to Mavericks with them. But without Mavericks, we had to go somewhere else. And we went to the grad, learned the dances there. Then we learned all the major ones that we wanted to from the grad. So then we started looking at places like Southern California and, uh, and some of the circuit dances. And right now... I have my smartphone up again as I scroll back in time to some of those dances from way back then. Oh yeah, now I'm starting to see some of the, the videos pop up at the, uh, the end of the, the timeline here. <clears throat> this, by the way, was a period of time that uh, really lit a fire under my butt for... Um, for whatever reason, like, at that time I was thinking, I don't know, maybe I was plateauing, uh, maybe I didn't really know where to go from there, I still was not, like, completely, I loved Vegas, very much so, uh, last year, but I didn't really know where I was going to go with, like, circuit things, um, but then, then we started recording, and posting all of these dances we learned over the course of the semester in May and there was all this interest and I felt really good about those videos because just like seeing how far everybody came having the colored lights on all of us like it just felt really good and then after that I was like okay I guess I am in this like big time um, so yeah looking at some of these videos <clears throat> let's see what some of these were. Uh, Oh, we have some of the 360 degree ones. Okay. Oh, also we did a performance at uh, a talent show with a few different dances that we had learned smushed up. Uh, We did, I know what you did last summer on its own uh, because I was in love with that song or uh, that dance, obsessed with it after the... uh, the March 4th and 5th workshop. So we learned, I know what you did last summer. Uh, we performed it March 10th, according to this timeline. And then we did a medley of gun control, new thing, cliche love song, and music high. Very ambitious dances. And among the dances that we posted videos of on May 10th at the end of the semester, 
we have trespassing, whip it, confident, beautiful drug from Southern California, sugar honey IT, levels, won't act my age, ain't too cool, can't stop us by Elliot Marr, I know what you did last summer of course, stitches, perfectly confused from Southern California, music high from Stoney's, and a very ambitious dance that Tia brought to us, Barn Burner, choreographed by the same person who did Broken Heart, Virginie Barjot. After all this, and having like thousands of people see these things, and like 16 shares on that Barn Burner video, like I felt like there was still room for growth, and there was interest. I honestly, I had thoughts that I might just give up on Sonoma County at that time. Like, Mavericks was gone. Uh, there didn't look like there was going to be anything new. This was before Lakeside Bar and Grill. This was when all we had was trade wins. Casa Del Mar already stopped by then. Uh, Dre's had already stopped by then. There wasn't really looking to be anything for me to to try to re-spark in this area. And I thought maybe it was time to just move on, go to Southern California, go where places were still alive and kicking. Maybe go to Sacramento, anywhere but here. And then, yeah, May just kind of turned things around. And then in late May, I had some life changes as well. Uh, so that, that also shook up life a little bit. And um, I think now we're more or less caught up. I, to summarize my... my up to May point, it would be Roy Workshop, huge. Um, going to the socials more, and then having all those videos come out with a combination of SoCal and Circuit Influence. And um, and that's really helped to kind of define where I continue to be to this day compared to last year, which was just, you know, learn every country bar dance in the state of California. From, from last spring on, it's been learn everything. Bring the best from everywhere to wherever I happen to go. Yeah. And then I met you. Well, see, that's such an awkward thing, met. In June, I, like... It was actually I, May. Well, technically, yes. We, were, we, <laughs> we, had, we had spoken... Several times. Yes, Briefly. over the course of... Yeah, just you know, here and there. Um, very just politely because of our situations being what they were. Mm-hmm. And then both of our situations altered. Very much so. Very much so. <laughs> yes. And you had decided one night to come out to Tradewinds. Yep. For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Tradewinds. Like... And for whatever reason... I decided I was going to ask you to do a drifter with me. Oh. I don't know what it was, because we hadn't really conversed in depth about anything up until that point for the two and a half years of interaction potential that we had. Right. But I was like, you know what? I know he knows this dance. I want to dance it with a partner. I'm going to ask him. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where everything of in my life really took off. Mm-hmm. And from there, I have been on this 
fast track roller coaster amazing ride. Um, June was when you had first invited me to, I don't even know if it was Stoney's or the Grad first, but we'd gone to both places. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you, up until that point, I was kind of getting to that like plateau is this all there is? Um, I know I've described it a few times, uh, big fish, little pond mm-hmm. scenario mm-hmm. where I just kind of was like, okay, I guess this is, this is all I get to learn. And, you know, this is why, you know, it's fun. Yeah, sure. But it's kind of also the same thing every time. And then that's when Stoney's and grad just kind of blew open the doors and I was like, wow, there's so many more dances out there, so many more dances to learn. And so then it was my new mission to learn all of those. Mm-hmm. And we actually brought some of those to Trade Winds. We did. I remember, I'm looking through my uh, Instagram now to help jog my memory, and I'm looking at some of the, let's see, what are some of the venues here that I... Oh, wow. Okay, so filling in some more of the blanks, um, I guess. We've got uh, a trip that I took to Saddle Rack with um, with Kevin. Um, I completely forgot that I taught a lesson at Anio's Music Hall at the very beginning of this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was New exciting. Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve, kicking off 2016. I, I, uh, I think I taught electric slide. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Well, I mean, seriously, the odds. We both went to that event, and it just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So then, there's March 17th. That was with Kevin. March 30th at the station. Uh, I put here first time seeing Ain't Too Cool at a country venue in Northern California. Wow, that was March 30th, and now we've seen Ain't Too Cool at like. At least, yeah, Stoney's and Sonoma County, maybe the grad. Um, let's see, Friend Zone by Lyran King was a, another lesson in March. What is this? Oh, Chico. Apparently, I went to Chico um, to the Crazy Horse Saloon, I believe it is. Um, wow, we're still not at May. Okay, what else do we have here? Um, this is, oh, this is uh, Sonoma State Line Dance Club doing Can't Stop Us at Hop. Hot Monk started this year as well. Um, at uh, yeah, at um, Sebastopol. This was the first year that they've had it there. I think we we'd had it in Hot Monk Novato before, uh, but Hot Monk Sebastopol started in about I want to say May May this year because it was two days before my major life changes. Uh, let's see. Still not up to us bringing stuff to trade winds. Oh, there's you guys, the, the cowgirls doing gun control in Contra. That's interesting. April 23rd, testing out the new dance floor at, um, someplace, Twin Oaks Tavern. Uh, I guess April 29th, I took a trip to Oil Can Harry's and saw Jono, um, probably since the first time, for, for the first time since Vegas, doing Cake by the Ocean up on the uh, the stage while everyone else was doing Mbop. Uh, let's see. Getting closer to May. Closer to May. 
Oh, wow. Totally forgot about this. I taught my first private party um, doing line dance on May 7th. I put here, taught line dance for a couple hours at a birthday party tonight. Reviewed Electric Slide to Hillbilly Boy by local musician and performer at this year's Country Summer, McKenna Faith. Um, I, yeah, taught a few other ones. That, and that was the first time, I think, that I had taught at, uh, at a private party like that. That was very, very exciting. Uh, May 12th, getting closer. Wine Country Line Dance and Sonoma State Line Dance Club sharing the floor. That was the first time I had seen club and, and uh, Wine Country Line Dance dancing together at Hot Monk, Novato. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, this was also... Okay, now we're getting closer to bringing things to trade winds. Cruise and line dance, partnerized in sweetheart position. Okay. Uh, let's see. June 20th, gun control at, um, at the grad, and that was the first time I had seen people who didn't go to SSU doing it. Like, it just kind of took off without us there. Uh, this is also the first time... More guys than girls did showstopper at the grad that I that I observed anyway. Uh, let's see. Broken spoke also happened. Wow, this is like this is all still in like June. Yeah, this okay. is this is so yeah early still. Yeah, yeah I would um, say June. I I was exposed to so many different places and just like you just like reignite this passion, this drive that has just been unable to stop, mm. which I am okay with since then. Oh, uh, 2016 was also the year of fishing, uh, dance like your daddy, and okay. granddaddy long legs all be done at the grad. Still in June. Uh, and there's one that I'm looking for that I... Oh, let's see. Which I'm still on the dance team at this point. Yep. And I know I we had done a, a couple things throughout the year, which, unfortunately, I do not have the luxury of looking back at my timeline. Mm. Um, oh, because you're driving. Because I'm driving. Yep. I'd rather us be live than that. Um, Good thinking. <laughs> I try. Um, but I know that we had done a couple different like fundraiser events for like the MS Society walk um, we did one for um, PKD awareness uh, which was really nice and fulfilling for me to like that my dance team was out there putting more back out into the community and being a part of it uh, we actually one of my favorite events and I'm so glad I was able to partake in not only the first one but the second as well uh, the first one was a uh, we went and demoed some line dances and taught a few line dances for a women's cancer survivor retreat and it was so amazing and so moving and these women were just absolutely inspiring to be around and to be able to share this event with them was wonderful and then the second time I got to um, I was actually with all the nurses that have to deal with people who are you know have to deal with cancer and everything so that was 
extremely re- rewarding, and I'm very grateful to the Kowtow Cowgirls for that particular experience. But that was also when I had started learning that there was this thing called the circuit. What month are you on right now? I don't know. That's the problem because I don't have that luxury. Well, um, I know it was summertime-ish was when I just started to learn about it. So I'm nearly at... Okay. Let me meet you there after about three things here to... Let me just plow through here. Okay. Um, One of them, I see there's an Instagram video of you dancing with Keith. This is when you got to know Keith a lot better as well. Yes. Uh... Looks or like, reconnected. Mm-hmm. I have here Keith and well, your your Instagram handles Keith and uh, Megan owning the dance floor. What were we doing? I don't even know. <laughs> um, I'm curious. My mobile data is is uh, laggy, so I'm just going to it's okay. to back out of that video there. Um, also, making our way closer to the video that I was looking for, July twentieth was when I taught at the Wednesday night market for the first time. Oh. Our line dance lesson was the outlaw. Uh, my my little whiteboard here says winecountrylinedance.com line dance lesson the outlaw. My name is Christopher Gonzalez and then below that californialinedance.com which is horribly out of date. If anybody wants to look at a spreadsheet of like all these dances that are done in California I haven't added anything to that since like spring. So Eek. <laughs> yeah, good luck with um, that. But it'll be accurate as of last year. Um, also, July 3rd was when Jeff Pace came up from Southern California. Uh, and also in July was when I took a road trip to Reno, because that happens once in a while. Um, and I went to Novi, Grand Sierra Resort, and Gillies. Um, and then August 6th, we have a video. Funkin' Feel It. That's what I was waiting for. By Rachel McEnany-White and RJ Centino. And then uh, so underneath that... So up to this that... point, um, we had also done a couple other demos or walkthroughs mm-hmm. at SSU. Was that before this? Yeah, I'm almost oh, wow. positive. Okay. Um, because I remember feeling really comfortable with Funkin' Feel It mm. after those videos being on video. Because um, I had like, been recorded one time for like just a few couple moves or whatever mm-hmm. with um, my girls being Jen, Sarah, and Celine at Mavericks. Mm. But for the most part, I was the one with the camera. Mm. So having those couple walkthroughs was a little nerve-wracking, but a good experience. And I remember being really excited about Funk and Feel It. And it's nice because just like what last week I was really excited to do Funk and Feel It still mm-hmm. so gotta say something about Rachel and how she choreographs that's I love that dance so yeah <laughs> and especially like in in that month I shortly after seeing that was obsessed with it like sometimes like it's like when you hear a song on the radio and you just need to like play it on the loop when over. no one's around it's over yeah that's kind of how I felt about that like yeah. after after seeing it and then learning it I just wanted to do it like all the time and there are probably at least three three or four videos of us doing it at Stoney's easy yeah just easy I had to do it all the time so that's um, 
August. I'm trying to avoid getting to September if there's anything from before right. then, because September's pretty big as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that I, I mentioned the thing about the Wednesday night market because I had forgotten about that. That was uh, that was a big one for me. Like, uh, just exposing more people to line dance was really exciting. Like I said, like May gave me so much hope for Sonoma County that I didn't have um, up until then. Like I was, I was getting ready to leave, and then, then I started thinking, no, like I can stick around, I can teach lessons. Maybe we could bring something back here. Yes. Well, August, July, August, for me at least, that was when the team and I performed at the Sonoma County Fair. Oh, yes. So that was an experience. That was also, I think, what, like a month up to that, I had messed up my hip really badly. Oh, I remember that. And so I was having to do all of these performance dances because I'm that much of a glutton for punishment um, with an injured hip, but that still wasn't stopping me from dancing and learning new dances at Stoney's either. It was just a matter of, like, I had to learn how to take it a little bit easier than giving it, you know, 150% every single dance, every single time. That was a rough injury. I remember that lasted for a while, that, too. Well, and again, it I was still like dancing on it, so there's that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the end of the fair was when it, I concluded my time with the Cowtown Cowgirls. That was when I had left the team. Mm-hmm. So that was a big that was a big month for me in changing mm-hmm. direction. So I'm not sure if there's anything else. I'm gonna scroll through my YouTube, uh, but in the meantime, while I do that, feel free to take us into September, early September. Uh, there's so much that happened. I, I'm pretty sure September was uh, one of the first times I had ever gone to. It's either maybe it was August for Hot Monk in Novato. Oh, okay, that might have been August. I think then. that's August okay. because that is when I saw Brenda, and I hadn't known who she was at that time. And that's also when I met um, Sunny. That would have been in August because I have a video that I, I saw while I was looking through Instagram okay. of your heartbeat, which I think you saw at Hot Monk and I decided did, you wanted and to I learn. I wanted to learn that one very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the next month, I was able to actually go to the social, mm-hmm. which was another, you know, mind blowing experience because. I had never been to anything like that before. Never been to a place where I have felt so loved and so welcome the moment I stepped in the door. And people would walk up to me and they'd talk to me and they'd ask me questions and really try and like make an effort. And I'm so not used to that because I'm used to the bar scene, which for the most part, that's not how that works. So that was kind of like my first real initial like integration into this bigger world out there. Mm-hmm. 
I remember being really disappointed that I didn't know more dances at that social because I wanted to dance every single one of them. And it was very frustrating that I think I maybe knew one dance. <laughs> but I was so happy to be there. And I'm not sure if that came before or after WWLA. Well, before we get to WWLA, it seems that I completely forgot about Stagecoach. Which also happened this year. Yeah, that would be big for you. Yeah, that was several days of... I can't even describe it in days because it was just like... It was consecutive hours broken by sleep of line dancing in the honky-tonk tent and not leaving. And I, I heard that there were some concerts going on outside. Maybe Luke Bryan? I don't know. Something along those lines. But I was line dancing the entire time. Um, it was, for me, uh, an amazing experience seeing Elliot and Alex and Kalea and, like, all these people that I knew from just, you know, SoCal dance bars up on stage in front of, I don't even know how many people were in that tent. Um, I mean, certainly hundreds. I don't know if it cracked a thousand. I don't know what the capacity of that tent was, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was over, you know, well over a thousand. And Elliot got to teach Headlights, which he co-choreographed. And, like, Trevor Thornton was there. This was the first time I had met Trevor in person. Just wow. seeing all, all of those amazing, like, front row what you think of as like the people dancing in the front row at line dance bars up on stage recognized by all these other people I was so happy for them I felt like that's where especially Alex like this is where they should be just always if that's what if that's something that they wanted to pursue that's where they should stay yes like that was like their happy place you could tell and Elliot got to teach and which he loves to do already but he got to teach all those people and his mentor Anne Marie was there for like support that 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 was something that as soon as I I saw all those people doing like dances I knew and then like SoCal dances while like seven of us Sonoma County people were in the back doing some other version of Country Girl Shake It For Me like I knew I was coming back the following year, and I have tickets for the following year. And I'll need to remember that that's in my calendar so it doesn't conflict with any circuit events. Right, Um, exactly. Yeah, like that is the most, I have, the most country line dancers I've ever seen in person all in one place. Very unique. I Um, can't wait for this upcoming year. Yeah. So that happened this year, seven months ago. Um, Also... Oh, I had the opportunity to record after um, after I did that walkthrough for <laughs> I know what you did last summer. I guess I was it, I felt encouraged to do more. So um, one of my Facebook friends, Shelly Graham, had a, a busted ankle and wasn't able to record a demo or walkthrough of her 
dance to Try Everything, the song from Zootopia. Mm-hmm. And I recorded both of those. And then Can't Stop the Feeling became a big hit song, and people were releasing all these dances. And At the time, there were only 11 of them, so, you know, completely manageable. Um, but there were four of them that didn't have... Uh, didn't have walkthroughs for them. So I recorded walkthroughs for those. And, um, like, that was... Between those and then I Don't You Did Last Summer, like, that was my first time really kind of contributing to the whole copper knob scene. Because I still wasn't really... I mean, you look at my spreadsheet, and I only added that column for step sheets within the last year. Like, maybe several months. Uh, that was like a whole project where I had to sit down and add them. Because for the longest time, I didn't really believe in... I didn't. I knew that step sheets weren't how I learned at the time. So I didn't think that they were worth focusing on. And Copper Knob, thus, was like this area that I didn't browse or check the top ten for or any of that stuff. Like, it just wasn't really that important to me at the time. And this was my, my introduction to, like, people's step sheets and what they submit. Like, whether it's demos, walkthroughs. This was... This was before Vivian, Vivian 2's various colorful videos that I have also grown addicted to. Um, so, yeah, that happened this year seven months ago. Oh my goodness, and I totally forgot. Um, this was when the whole saga of uh, hand clap happened, where I think it was... Um, it might have been DJ Goodtime Gordy from Cowboy Country who posted saying, hey, here's this song that's making the rounds with the DJs. There's no dance for it yet. Elliot, this might be up your alley. And I think maybe he, like, tagged a couple other people, and I saw it, and we were talking in the comment thread. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll t come up with something for this. And um, I recorded a little video of, you know, doing Sugar Honey IT to hand clap just to kind of see how it looked. And, you know, posted that to YouTube. And then I choreographed a dance to it called Sugar and Gold, and I was very happy with it, very proud of it. Uh, it had no tags or restarts, which is weird for that song, because it almost seems like it needs to be phrased, but I found ways to hit it, and, and like, anyway, I, I loved it, and I, I sent it to a couple people for feedback. Um, thank you very much to Cat Painter and Camille uh, Sheardown for... For looking at the early stages of that and um, yeah four days after I uploaded mine to YouTube uh, Bracken Ellis and I I believe I want to say Brennan Zorsky Brandon Zorsky uh, Bracken Ellis and friend uh, sorry to co-choreographer I'm pretty sure it was Brennan Zorsky I'm not sure um, they released hand clap which they simply titled hand clap and it has thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of views, and it became very popular. And I think it's one wall phrased. It's got the clap, 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 clap part where you would expect it in the song. So it makes sense. And she's an established name. So I made my video unlisted and stepped aside. <laughs> but I was so happy with that dance. I still did it in Chicago later, just on the side. I might have done it in Vegas, but not really, I don't think on the floor even, because I don't remember it You didn't as do it well. on the floor, but yeah. I encourage you to uh, attempt to walk me through it a little bit. 
I was gonna like enter it in competitions. I had all these high hopes for it. But once hers came out, I knew that mine was like dead in the water. So that happened this year also. Um, if anyone wants to see it, I have like a step sheet for it and all that good stuff. But, oh, now we're at five months ago on YouTube and- Is this August yet? We, we have, let's see, how many months ago would that be? December, November, October, September, August. What would that be? So no, not yet. So this, yeah, you were right that the uh, the walkthroughs were longer ago. Um, we did Cowboy Up, Want to Want Me, Booty Shaking, and Creeping, and that's when we start seeing at Stoney's four months ago. And that would be November, October, September, August. Did yes. I miss any months? Good. So Funk and Feel It, The Beast, More Dessert, Get Ugly. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was all. That must have all been in August. Yeah. That was. A, it, it's so, been a big year for like circuit dances at at the Grad and Stonies and very specifically Stonies. Yes. So that was when I had learned get ugly and dance like your daddy and how I want ya mm. would have been July, early, early, early August. Oh, yes, because this was before I really knew who Joey Warren was. And he was a co-choreographer of How I Want You. Yes. Because I remember WWLA and being able to be like, oh my gosh, you're the choreographer in that dance? I love that dance. Mm-hmm. So. Also, four months ago, I taught my first lesson at Hot Monk Novato. I taught something in the water for 23 minutes and 30 seconds. You did? This has also been a very big year for me teaching lessons because I think I taught one in Mavericks when the Mavericks girls were out of town or like doing some other appearance. And this was the year, I mean, I, I had done like, you know, Sonoma State Line Dance Club and all that in my senior class uh, at Brookdale Senior Living in Runner Park. But this is when I did. Hot Monk Novato, Hot Monk Sebastopol. Uh, I will be doing Stony soon uh, in in January. That's coming up. Uh, what other venues are there? I had done Dre's uh, before they stopped. Did Dre's when stop was this Dre's? year? That, I thought it was that was year shortly prior. after. That was shortly after Mavericks closed. Yeah, so uh, but I'm, I'm like year. thinking about what were the venues, and then this is also before Lakeside. Yeah. So that was a really big one, but we're not there yet. Um, let's see. I'm checking if there's anything. Oh, and there's your appearance. We're getting closer. We're uh, we're at your appearance at the county fair. Okay. Uh, with the girls. And then there's another Funk and Feel It and Get Ugly. <laughs> and then there's at Hot Monk another Funk and Feel It and Cake and How I Want You. And we're still at four months ago. That was a big month, whatever this was. Okay, and now we're getting two videos from WWLA. So that is where I will stop because I think we're now up to date on both YouTube and Instagram with the jogging of memory. So. So. LA. Yes. Amazing. Yes. We decided to do the workshop for WWLA. One day workshop. One day. Jono, 
Rick and Joey. Mm -hmm. So that was nice. And we decided, why not make an event out of it? Mm -hmm. um, I know at some point prior to this, you had made a trip down for Elliot's surprise birthday. Yes. Because oh my goodness, was that this year also? SoCal Choreographer Night was this year. Okay, so that that was just, I'll just make a minor note. Uh, Elliot hosted at his Diamond Bar class um, all the SoCal choreographers uh, from the different country bars hanging out and him playing their dances. And I drove down for pretty much just that. And then I think I went home afterwards. It was a really quick trip. Yeah. Because um, I remember being really excited that you got to go see Elliot. Mm -hmm. And then I remember when we were planning this event, I got really, really excited because I got to meet Elliot. Yes. <laughs> um, first stop was Branding Iron, though. Branding Iron? Borderline. Borderline. Okay, I knew it was one of them. Was oh, and Iron. that's where I interviewed Crystal. Yeah. It was Branding Iron because it was that was the night um, Jeff wanted us to visit. Ah, uh, yes. Branding Iron. But unfortunately, Branding Iron is way the heck across that's, the other side of SoCal. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, so that's where I met Crystal. And that was the first time I had been to any SoCal bar, <laughs> let alone line dancing bar. Um, that was a very, very busy packed night. The I, entire night. I was not used to having that many people be that energetic the whole night. Yeah, they never let up. Like, they really never There did. was like hardly ever any room on that dance floor. So it was really nice to see that that was something that was still big and it did happen as opposed to just in my dreams. Yeah. Um, and I loved watching Crystal teach. Mm -hmm. Like, when they put up that little mock stage thing for her, like, I mean, yeah, she belonged right there. Oh, yeah, she owns it. She's for sure. <laughs> um, and I loved watching that. Um, I got to see my friend uh, Ben from the grad. Yeah. That was unexpected. And you ran into someone you knew, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, he shared his extensive list of dances that he knows and is working on um, and he he's one of the people from the grad that would try like the really hard ones like Phoenix Heat Waves uh, version of Applause by Lady Gaga like phrased and very fast so seeing seeing somebody from back home besides yourself was exciting yes. for Borderline so Borderline and then what was the next night? Oh, the next well, night? so the way we can keep all those straight is that Wednesday was the first night I had ever been to Borderline's college night, which is why it was so crazy. Yes. Uh, Thursday is the big night at the ranch. the ranch. That's what I thought. Yeah, that's their big night of the week. That, I, it was such a difference in venue. Like, yep. so it was almost a culture shock because here I am used to... Kodiaks and Mavericks and Stonies and the Grad and Tradewinds and although Tradewinds is definitely its own category too for me um, at least Mavericks, KJs and Stonies had a lot of similarities 
obviously differences, but there was enough there that you could kind of like tie it into the same kind of feel. Um, and a very, very successful borderline kind of fits in that same feel. The ranch, however, I walked in and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Am I uh, dressed okay? <laughs> I feel like I need to go put on some like really, really fancy something because mm-hmm. this is, this was not what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the night that I got to meet Jackie yep. and Elliot and Alex, Alex oh, and I was Natalie. so happy to see you. I got to actually have a, a decent conversation with Kevin mm-hmm. since he was able to show up there too. Um, I can't. I, I met a couple other people there too, um, and I'm like missing names now because of how many people I've met over the last so many months um, that I've then seen at later situations. But that was so much fun. Um, it was really cool because I know, what, 20 minutes prior to them really taking off for the night and dancing, you had taught us Elliot's dance. Oh, yeah, Loving Me is Red. Yeah. Uh, you taught um, Kevin and I. Mm-hmm. And so that we could dance it with him later. So I remember getting really, really excited about that. Um, I remember being on the dance floor. I don't remember what song it was. But we were pretty much in that front row because we were right up, like, up against that stage. I remember at one point we had our backs turned towards it. And we were facing like what would be the back wall, and this guy comes like rushing up to dance, like right next to us. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. He's really excited about the song. And then I heard from across the way someone said Alex, and so I had put two and two together that this was the infamous Alex that you had spoke so highly of. I don't know, like, I think he was trying to get your attention or whatever, but you were definitely feeling your zone there. Yeah, and also he was wearing sleeves, which I was oh, not used there you to go. because of the dress code at the ranch. There you go. Um, and I was only looking in, like, the corner of my eye to make sure I wasn't bumping into people. You're right, I was very much in my zone. Um, that, like, after the song was over, like, it two and two got connected... And so you were really, really excited to see him because I don't know if we were actually expecting him or not at the time. I think we were hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was cool. Was that when they were still like in Vegas? So yes. they would have had to make the special trip out. Yes. Yeah. Or at least Natalie was right. for sure. Um, but I think they had actually just driven in from Vegas right. and she was going to have to go back that night. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember at one point... The guys were outside, and myself, Natalie, and Jackie were inside talking and doing a couple of the dances, and, like, just amazing people. Like, I've just... I knew that they were going to be really fun and, like, really easygoing and just a delight to be around because of how highly you spoke about them, but then to experience it firsthand was... I don't know. It just, like, exceeded expectations of how amazing these people were. So, I had a lot of fun there. So, that was the ranch. And then we went to Denny's afterwards. Yep. 
more socializing, more dance talk. Strategizing the future of line dance. Yes. And all of our places in it. Yes, and it was so much fun to see other people be so excited than just you, me, and Keith. <laughs> um, yeah, with Alex talking about, like, could we take this on the road somehow and just have, like, a traveling band of line dancers right? somehow do this professionally? Right. Like, I... I bug other people about that kind of stuff up here in Northern California. So, like, to hear somebody else come up with this all on their own was very exciting for me. Yes, I was I was really excited about how, how meeting someone else who was so energized about it. Um, the next day, I had met Camille. Mm-hmm. Was that when we went mini-golfing? That is when we went mini-golfing. That was hilarious and fun and a memory I will cherish forever. Uh, but we and went to Inghuts. In yes, and also you learned part of Broken Heart, and I think we went over oh. other dances while we waited. Yeah, we went over a couple other ones, but yeah, Broken Heart. Yeah, that's a sore subject for me, but that's okay. It's just unfinished. That's all it is. Yeah, like work from home for me. I have to. I have to cop to that. You know, one of these days I'll sit down. And I'll just look at Dean and be like, okay, today's the day. But that day hasn't arrived yet. <laughs> um, in cahoots. That was another different style venue. Yep. Different size and shape of a dance floor. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like whoever taught that night taught one of Brenda's dances. Yes, right? it was Strip It Down, Down, Down. Yeah. And, oh, yes, that was Tarina Chiado, I want to say. I think that's how you pronounce your last name. Also, at the ranch, that was the first time I had ever taken a lesson from Carrie Kink. Yes. Which was exciting for me because she's such a, an established, uh, well-known instructor down there. So I'm happy I finally got to take a, a lesson from her directly. Yeah. I actually really enjoyed her lesson. I remember at one point she was down on the floor later that night, um, and we had re-danced one of the lessons that she had asked me. She goes, did you know that one prior to coming here? I was like, no, actually I didn't. And she was like, I love teaching dancers that are obviously clearly established dancers. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. She goes, something new. You know, so. But at In Cahoots, it was you and me, and then Jackie, Elliot, and Camille. And I remember looking on the dance floor and watching Camille two-step and being like, dang, I need to learn how to do that. Um, and I remember seeing like certain dances that we do differently. Oh yeah, I have videos of you doing house party, the Cowtown Cowgirls way. Yes. With other people doing whatever they were doing, like you're repping, you know, home, which yeah. is always nice to see. And I remember, um, I want to say they did slap and leather too, and so I did our version versus what they do in SoCal. Because um, I want—I really wanted to see the difference as I was dancing it. Because I—I was determined to try and figure it out. Um, it wasn't until Vegas that I, yeah, but that's a different story. Um, that was a lot of fun that night. That was where, uh, yeah, I was really really excited because although they had the tush push competition. I was more excited that I got to teach Camille and Jackie 
the way the the flourishes that I put on it from back home. Mm-hmm. And so I was having fun, not really doing the competition itself. That's not where I was at. I was just like, hey, it's a dance I know. Sweet, I can get on the floor and do it. And then when I saw how excited they were about what I was doing, I was trying to explain it to them as I was dancing it. And yeah, then I kind of won the competition. That's that's beside the point. (laughs) Congratulations. That's beside the point. Um, Elliot got a really cool video out of it. Mm, yes, he did. And I remember there was one part where, um, because I was in between uh, Camille and Jackie, and I was rotating, I would rotate and face Camille, and then I'd rotate and face Jackie, but then the other two would rotate the other way. So, like, none of us saw the others interacting. So that was really cool. Um it was just really nice to see like three completely different venues back to back to back mm-hmm. uh, it also really made me appreciate some of the I quote easier or simpler dances that I had taken for granted for so long because they were done all the time uh, because those were the only ones I really knew mm-hmm. down in LA so like I got to do those dances. Um, and then the next day was... Oh, also, Toasted Almond. Oh, yeah. We were exposed to the Toasted Almond adult beverage by Miss Camille Sheridan as well. Yes. Delicious. Trouble. Trouble. <laughs> How many did we have? Like, I know I had at least probably a couple. I, I don't know if I want to admit how many I had. <laughs> I know it was more than two. But less than four. <laughs> Sounds about right. Um, yeah. But I was like, and then the next day was WWLA? I believe so. Yeah, because that would have been where we're at. Saturday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And because we didn't look for any other place on Saturday night, we must have been at the WWLA night open dancing, which means it would have been that day. Yes. Oh, and while I have these in front of me, um, this is where we were first exposed to such dances as Make It Shake. Okay, so this is at WWLA. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was during the uh, later, like, um, just during the open dance portion, we first saw New Flow, Make It Shake, Pump It, Follow Me, uh, can you this? And this was also where oh, and skiffle time. Um, and this was also where Jono and I did the Beast and Skinny Love, and both of those experiences meant uh, a lot to me. I was going to get your take on the the couple nights prior to WWLA couple nights prior. Yeah, so like at the different venues, if there's anything that I left out. Oh, well, let's see. At the ranch, I wore my lab coat. That was nice and flowy. Um, Oh, there was something I recorded doing with Elliot. I don't remember what it was. And if I close out of YouTube, then I'll have to scroll all the way back down to that point in it. So... Someday we'll just... Oh, it did it anyway. Anyway, um, yeah, there was something that I 
had a chance to do with... Oh, it, I think it might have been either More Dessert or Get Ugly. And I did that with Elliot at... In Cahoots. I think it was More Dessert. I think that was the one that I was excited that I was I getting to do. I don't remember who next. filmed it, but yeah. No, I handed it to some random girl. Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, I remember because... Um, she provides a bit of commentary uh, Like Oh that guy in the hat I don't know He just gave me his phone Like I don't think I ever posted the video But um, Yeah Yeah That that was a fun one to To do next to Elliot I was really excited That we were able to do More dessert with them Because mm-hmm. at that point I think it was pretty much Just you and me Who knew it Up here mm-hmm. Maybe one other person Had picked it up at that point Maybe but to go down there and actually have more people who know it and be excited by it, that was that was a nice treat. Mm-hmm. Oh, also we got to see at, during the open dance, uh, Holy Moly, or sort of Holy Moly, for the, from the people who had uh, learned it. That was a big thing this year as well. Uh, when Holy Moly happened at the Voguera Festival in Italy, uh, the video for that went for lack of a better term, viral. Um, and a workshop was taught by Carrie Kick, uh, at which several SoCal people um, learned it. And uh, Jono and at least one or two other people um, gave it their best shot. And that's another one where I've learned part of the way through it. Maybe someday I'll finish it. But today is not that day, and it is probably not tomorrow. So, uh, let's see if there's anything else in my YouTube to... of WWLA. Um, oh, WWLA is also where we learned. Oh, see, that's what that's. I wanted. To oh yeah, wait yeah. As far that. as as far as is there anything else you remember from Open Dance besides the ones that we mentioned? Oh, and um, was that? One of the places where Jono made me do Broken Heart? Yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> it was one of the places Jono made you do Broken Heart. Um, open dance. Before we get back to... The workshop. The actual workshop of it. Um, oh, that was the first time I'd seen was, Joey Warren do, like, all these things with his body. That was something. I can't remember what dance it was. But you and I were doing one of the dances that we had recently learned... And I'm pretty sure it was just you and me because at one point I turned a wall and Joey is like crouched into like almost like a squatting position and like staring at my feet. And I went, uh, 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 I really hope I don't mess this dance up. Would it have been Funkin' Dealer? I don't remember. Because at that point we would only have known it for about a month. I don't know. I don't know if we did that dance there or not. I can't remember. We'd have to look at one of your lists. Oh, you know, I think if we did it, it would have been as a request between workshop classes. Because I remember it happening very early in the day. I don't think we so, even did it during open dance. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember what it was. that. I just know that it was something I had learned recently. I'm not sure if you had as well. but Because I, I remember going, oh, I'm going to mess this up. Now that he's staring at me, I'm going to mess this up. Um, But Other than that I think that's I mean There were so many dances That was where I first saw A couple of Rick's dances A couple of Jono's dances Like 
things that I had, I knew the songs, but like I didn't know that there's dances to them, kind of thing. Oh, that's where uh, I got to do X's and O's with Rick, which was exciting. Yeah. And um, also, that's where you got to see all three of the well, two the two major versions, and like. You know what? We can say it's a major version because it was done in Vegas with like a whole pocket of people. Jono's version of uh, Can't Stop the Feeling, which he calls Just Feel Like Dancing, alongside Sunshine in My Pocket and us Just Dance, Dance, Dance. Yes. Split floor, three ways, and a fair distribution of people for each chunk. Yes. Yeah. Um, but the day leading up to that, first workshop ever was WWLA and I remember going in going I have no idea what to expect I really hope I don't suck Mm. (laughs) Uh, we had actually arrived a little bit late yes we came in during Russian roulette and picked it up on the floor which was nice I was uh, relieved that I was able to do that that was where we had learned when you love someone yes that's a very love that dance Shout out to Gary O'Reilly. Very difficult for me because it is the first time that I have experienced a dance like it. That was the first slower song I've ever done a line dance to. That was the first actual, like, styling, all of it. It was definitely a new experience for me and just... I'm really glad that it was that particular dance because it was just so well done. Um, we also learned main attraction. Yep. Uh, that was a ton of fun. The freshman fight. That one, yeah, that one that I just couldn't couldn't grasp at the time. It's very disappointed at that, but. Um, Oh, and that one technically hasn't been released, so if if you don't already know about that one, forget you heard it. You didn't hear it here. <laughs> nope. nope. But um, even with all of that, uh, there was a couple others that I had, I had missed or whatever, but we had a lunch break. And it was you, me, and Jono walked to Starbucks. Yes. Oh, that was where uh, you guys... Um... That is where I fell in love with Jono. Yeah. And uh, the wallet thing where he pulled something very revealing about himself what did he what did he pull his, out of his, his wallet his Disney pass yeah <laughs> and I showed mine that matches <laughs> yeah I think he said something like uh, are you guys into Disney and, um, and I, I said oh well it's not like my main thing and you were into it and he's like oh you're one of those people <laughs> as he pulls out the pass from his wallet <laughs> yes as we're in Starbucks. Um, and I remember talking with him and just like absolutely loving the energy that he put off and just the excitement about everything that we were talking about. Um, that was when I put two and two together that he had choreographed Get Ugly. And I remember kind of feeling a little silly telling him how much I loved that dance. But it was like, I need to tell him because I love this dance. So from there, it was a lot of fun. And he actually ended up teaching that at the workshop. So I did 
sit in that class. I just did not take the lesson um, until like the very end because uh, I wanted to see how he was teaching the tag. So I decided I would see if that maybe made it a little bit easier for me. And that was fun. And at the same time, the class for How I Want You, or Wancha, that Joey was being taught. So I wanted to see where they were on that class, since I had already known that dance. And I got in and I was able to do a couple run-throughs in that class as well. And I believe that was when you were interviewing Rick. Mm, yes, I interviewed both Joey and uh, Rick at the Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I talked to Rick a little bit, too. And that was when I had put two and two together that he had choreographed the dance, Dance Like Your Daddy. And, again, I love that dance. I think that's a great... I would. Theater? Improver? What did he classify it as? That's a good question. I mean, I would say improver because the turn at the end. That's what I thought. But um, it's fun, upbeat. You know, get to shake your butt, be sexy. So I really liked that dance too. So it was nice going in, knowing these dances prior, and not really knowing much about the choreographers themselves, and then like meeting them and being able to be like, oh, wait a minute, as opposed to having this, like, huge expectations of who these choreographers are. Um, and it was just such a fun, welcoming event. Uh, dinner. Yeah, dinner. Dinner. <laughs> we all went to dinner, and that was amazing. Um, that was between the workshop and social dance. Jono and I drank so much margarita. You and I drank so much margarita. The strawberry margarita. Yeah. <laughs> and Jono helped. Yes. I think Jono had his own and then helped with ours. Yeah, I think he had to finish ours. <laughs> we just weren't doing it. Well, to be fair, we did have a pitcher. <laughs> and to everyone out there, we walked. The entire group walked from the dance studio to this place of food and beverage. Yes. Um... Amazingly fun, entertaining people. Uh, this event was where I got to meet Kalea. Um, so many people were there. I can't even like think of names right now. Emily was there. Emily. Um, Jennifer Nicole Rogers. Jennifer. Uh, Jacqueline. Uh, there's so many people, and I feel awful. Um, I can't remember right now. There's just so many great people. I remember talking a couple different times with people um, just about different things and very friendly in between dances and in between the workshop lessons that it just gave me such a good positive feeling about any future events I could attend. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm trying to think if there's anything else major from that particular event. 
That was, I mean, sitting down with um, with Joey was one of the first times since, like, with Vegas last year. I didn't really have any concept of. I mean, I knew I knew kind of that these people did, you know, the choreography for dances and whatnot. But this was before. This was when I was still like Mr. Country Bar, so I didn't really know their stuff. I didn't know their catalog and their history. So between then and meeting Roy, I still didn't know that much about Roy yet. Um, between Roy and Joey, I kind of knew who Joey was. So that was like intense. Like that was that was probably one of my first interviews where um, I was a little nervous sitting down. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was uh, yeah. That that was one of my my first. Um, like, do I need to get this guy like a cup of water? Like, you know, just one of those experiences. Like, I'm I'm working with greatness here. Uh, so, um, yeah, that, and then like, I think what uh, what a lot of that event did for me was um, showed me like I already knew from from Wine Country Line Dance Socials that like there were these other circuit dances out there in the present. But during open dance, I got to see a lot of what has already been out there a while, like New Flow, which is years old now, but for me, it was brand new. And I don't just, with with the dances that we saw, I realized I don't just have to look at, you know, the Copper Knob Top 10, and then maybe two of those will be, like, you know, peppy or challenging for me. I can look at the entire history of line dance and see what people have been choreographing for years and start picking from from all that to learn. And that's what I did on the way to Chicago and then Vegas, uh, starting with the ones that I mentioned. Which, again, I will mention, um, among others, probably, uh, were New Flow, Pump It, Make It Shake, Follow Me, Skiffle Time, uh, Can You This? That was a challenge to learn. Um... And yeah, there were a bunch in between that like probably came and went. And if I didn't write them down, then who knows what they were. But like, I love that the, the history of line dance is so rich that it can have dances like that. Um, jumping. Okay, so that was August, September. September? That was early September. Yeah. Early September. Okay. When we got home, we recorded 360-degree videos at SSU during tabling. Um, Trying to get people for club. mm -hmm, For line dance club, because it was early in the semester. So that was our first experience. I I had done some with my uh, previous 360 camera uh, with the lower resolution, but with the new model that I bought, that was our first time using that. And shortly after that also was... um, we haven't said anything about Lakes, Lakeside Bar and Grill, but we can definitely do that. Um, shortly after that was Wine Country Line Dance Social with Keith, where we did Funk and Feel It, oh, I'm, among plenty of other dances, I'm sure. Funk and Feel It, Skinny Love, Whip It, The Beast, New, New thing. thing, More Dessert. You did work from home, I think. Uh, or if you'd known it by then, then maybe you'd, maybe you tried it. But I uh, don't remember. Yeah, I don't, I, no, I definitely wasn't part of that. Um, and I guess the night before that, we at Lakeside Grill, uh, we did the Beast with Keith, 
who had also just learned it. And this was so early, so early in my knowing the beast, as well as both of your guys, that like we, we didn't, we hardly touched that thing. Yeah, at I think all. you had, what, I, like maybe, maybe a month on us, and it wasn't like frequent. And even then, <laughs> I wasn't feeling, I, I think I might have put like some extra rotations on a couple things, but like, ah, it, it, I knew looking at it, looking, seeing Roy's video, seeing Roy with all those other choreographers uh, in his other video, um, it was something I would want to eventually get comfortable enough with to do all the things that they do, but like with whatever it is my body tells me to do. And this, uh, the videos that we have up are are an interesting slice of when we were all so new that we didn't we didn't really it play. It was yet. totally vanilla. Yeah, yeah, just like playing it safe. Kind of like shaking my head right now is uh, it's at a nice early stage of I like it the way it is. I can put this here. I can do that there. But right now, I'm just going to like squeeze every bit out of vanilla that I can. And then eventually when it gets to the point that I'm like doing it in my sleep, then who knows what's going to happen. But that's where we were at the time with, uh, with the Beast in those videos. I didn't realize like, Lakeside was so early. Yeah, neither did I. Like, I mean, it makes sense given everything that happened in October and November. Mm. Mm. But yeah, at true. the same time, it's oh, and it must have been winding down in October, but still happening because you subbed for me when I went out of town. Mm-hmm. So, what was Lakeside? What did we do with that? Like <laughs> our attempt at Utopia. Uh, yeah. Um, that was a great learning experience, is what that was, on several different things. Um, that was an opportunity mm-hmm. that was, I think, was it Ron who messaged you first? I think so, probably Ron. Um, about the opportunity of having another line dance night, mm-hmm. him being the DJ, you being the instructor at the... I think they were calling it something else at the time. But Kitchen 707 is what it was before. Mm-hmm. Um, at Lakeside, mm-hmm. which was a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Lakeside Sports Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Um, going into that, there was a lot of promised potential. Yeah, I definitely thought there would be wood floors. Really thought that Well, and that's there. one thing that apparently was miscommunicated to Ron. So Ron passed on the miscommunication to everyone else same yeah also the uh, lights we thought that there were going to be more like colored lights it looked like there was a lighting rig in the photo and it was, it was house lights yeah but this it's things like this that just kind of help refine our taste for what we what we would prefer in like an exactly. ideal line dance bar um this was the venue I will use that term very loosely in which we had to remove tables and chairs off the floor mm. in order to make room to dance. Concrete floor painted. Yeah, painted by the um, I really appreciate um, that they gave us like a chance. The opportunity, and the space. yeah. Um, they really did the best they could. And I feel like we did, I mean, short of like bringing in our own floor, we brought in colored lights, we brought in music, we brought in people. Yeah. Uh, the people that we knew from Tradewinds and Mavericks and Kodiaks, they were willing to try 
dances like Russian roulette. Right. And and they were maybe not necessarily like trying to jump in on all the ones that we were doing, um, like get ugly or whatnot, but they looked like they were still having a good time with yeah. MIB, God bless Texas. Yeah. The usuals. Well and it was a good mix too. Like yeah. I felt like if you look at what we did there, it's very similar playlist lineup to what they do at say Stoney's. Mm. There was a good mix of trying to get in some of the newer dances mm. as well as you know, making sure we pay our respect to the older dances. Right, because if it, if it were just the two or three of us that knew the ones we had learned over summer, that's more or less what we were doing in our practice rooms at SSU. Right. You know, learning the dances on our own, it's like the same as doing them on our own at Lakeside, except the floor would probably be smoother at SSU. Right. Yeah. And at least one of those classrooms has a wooden floor. <laughs> Exactly. So, like, it wouldn't be much fun for us to say, yeah, we have a new line dance night, but we're only going to play dances we like and none of you know them. Like, what would be the point of that? Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it was a good experience because there was things that I learned specifically there about if I was to ever find another venue, what I would be looking for to really invest time and energy and effort into that I would be proud of. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, it was nice having that extra chance to see what we could do with it. Um, but that ended up not being the case later down the road. Yeah, fewer and fewer, fewer people uh, were coming and staying. And I think after a while... If they weren't going to learn the new things, um, it was just like a farther away version of Tradewinds yeah. for them. So like, why make the drive? It's right. not near anything else. You can't bar hop to the next place over. Closest thing we had is it was a Safeway. It wasn't a wood floor, yeah. which I know a lot of people were really counting on. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I, I'm I'm happy I had more teaching experience. Um, I'm happy I got some teaching experience. Oh yeah, for when you filled in. Yeah, so I guess that that brings us up to October. October. And I was... did a very thorough uh, breakdown of of what I did in um, in Chicago, Chicago Windy City Line Dance Mania. That is also available at Line Dance Podcast. Um, dot com, which then just at this point like redirects you to wherever you're listening to it already. Uh, but yeah, go go through and look for Windy City Reflections if you want like the full story on that. Yeah, that was that was huge for you, mm-hmm. and even so for me because like I said, I had gotten that first experience of teaching, and other than being very very nervous, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. So it kind of help to jumpstart that teaching bug a little bit for me to know that eventually I would like to learn how to thoroughly instruct. It's on my bucket list. Mm -hmm. Scrolling through some of these videos that I see here, this was uh, the event where I was first exposed to or early exposed to such dances as Poetry in Motion. I think it's the first place I saw Take Me to Church in person. Uh, shake that 
Mm, sexy back, I still haven't learned. New York to L.A. That one caught me by surprise because I... It wasn't even like I saw Rachel, one of the choreographers of it, doing it at first. I saw Jono and this other fellow, Eric Lee, and they just looked so sharp and like full of conviction when they did it that... I recorded like the second half of uh, one of the nights and then all the way through of one of the other nights. And yeah, that one just the sort of thing about it that really made me want to learn it. And that, like I, like I said about WWLA, that was, that was one of the things that I learned from WWLA was that if you like a dance, if you're interested in it, record it. Like I didn't record new flow at WWLA and I wish I had. Right. So if you if you are at an event and you think, oh, well, I'll, I'll get the name of it from somebody else. Maybe you won't. Maybe you need to record it now and see all the cool variations and flair that people are putting on it because that might not happen again. So. Well, that, and that's true because like, with the Beast specifically, mm. I had seen it at Stoney's before I'd ever seen any of the videos for it. Mm. So like. I really wanted to learn it just because I had seen it at Stoney's. And then when I saw the videos of it with Roy and Fiona and everybody doing all their own fun stuff, I was like, oh, this is so much cooler. I need to learn this dance now. And on top of that, that was one of the first videos that I looked at and I went, oh, you mean I can play with the dance a little bit? I can have fun and kind of tweak it a little bit and do different things different times and I'm allowed to do variations. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm interested now. Yeah, that was, uh, that was definitely one of the things that I got from Chicago. Um, I mean, Roy blew open the floodgates for me with like all the crazy stuff he did with the beast, uh, at the workshop, but seeing specifically, Rachel doing Poetry in Motion on Thursday at Windy City. And I have a video of it. it it's not uploaded to YouTube because they mute the audio. Um, seeing her play with it in so many different subtle places, uh, using the song Hotel California, the live version of Hotel California. When I came home from that, like, that made me want to do that to, like, just about everything. Any any dance where there was like a tiny little piano tinkle or something like, where can I do the piano tinkle in my body? Yeah, like it's almost like she gave me permission um, in a way that Roy. Roy, I just figured I looked at him and I thought, well, anything he's doing is so completely inaccessible to me. Like I I couldn't physically do some of the wave things he was doing when I first saw them. Uh, but Rachel was just doing like these little things, just like little, like uh, called up the captain. She did like a salute or like, you know, bring me my wine. She starts stumbling around like, oh my God, like, yeah, you can do this to like anything you hear. Yeah. And that freed me up so much to like take, you know, any of the, I, I don't really feel inclined as much to do it with the new ones while I still like them as just like I was saying about shaking my head. But like, that brings so much life to the older ones that I'd kind of forgotten about. Yeah. Like, listen to the lyrics, do what they're saying, and then see how your body feels with that, like, new mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure when, since we're kind of October, almost November at this point, mm. but at some point in the last couple months, 
was when you introduced me to Colleen Hauser. Aha, that's actually the next couple of videos. Yeah, it's right between Chicago and Vegas here on my YouTube playlist. Um, That's us doing Shine Anyway, which I uh, brought to Chicago for competition, and uh, Dance With Me, which is by Haley Quirk. So it would be at least a month or two prior to that was when I was actually introduced to her. Mm. Um, And... That she does, you know, a couple good covers that we know dances to. So she always gets excited for us to get out and dance while she's singing, mm-hmm. which makes me feel happy to be there. Like I'm supporting her in a bigger way than just being in her audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you went and choreographed a dance to one of her songs. So that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a lot of fun to make, too. Oh, I bet. So, yeah, I mean, at that point, we've, we've been doing so many different experiences with dance stuff that we were able to do that. I just remember, um, it's probably the video that you have, because um, I recognize that pink shirt that I was wearing. That was, we were doing, um, which We have Dance With Me and Shine Anyway on, on Video okay, so the Morrow. Dance With Me. Mm-hmm. I remember halfway through, because I'm very aware of how self-conscious I can get when I realize people are watching. Mm-hmm. I remember looking up and seeing like everybody had stopped and like surrounded that bar area where oh, she yeah. was singing and we were dancing. And I became acutely aware and that was one of the first times that I actually let that energy go in and actually like almost stepped it up a notch hmm. as opposed to, oh, don't look at me, don't look at me, don't look at me. And I think it's because, one, I happen to love that dance. Two, I happen to love Colleen. Mm-hmm. And three, it was just one of those like perfect moment things where it was like, oh, I know this dance. I got this. That it was just like, okay, cool, yeah, I could show off a little bit, I guess, you know. So that was a that was a big moment for me in such a small moment at the same time. Mm-hmm. One thing I neglected to mention, uh, I just closed out of YouTube because it got to Vegas, and we have over two hundred videos from Vegas. Yes. So I mean, anything that we have to say about that, I'm sure we covered in our multi-part series of reflections. Recap. And, also yeah. online dance podcast. Um, but on Instagram, I noticed that in September was also when Brenda taught at Hot Monk in Sebastopol for the first time, and she lives in Sebastopol. So like that seemed like a perfect fit, and I'm glad that we finally September. got her out there. Wow. And I think that might have been around the time they returned from hiatus. Because I, I know that they were... They started in May, and then they stopped for several months, at least at the Sebastopol location, and then they came back at some point. It so was, it might have been I um, think it was the month prior that they came back. That yeah. they came back, because I remember we'd, I'd gone there, and then they mentioned that the next time Brenda would be teaching. And we do have video of Funk and Feel It. That was yes. one of the things, yeah. Um, so that was that was there the, the previous month. Yeah. Uh, also, and I'm also seeing here that uh, a couple of videos of 
fucking feel it with Rachel at Chicago over there. But I mentioned all that in my reflections. Uh, I almost forgot to mention the podcast itself. Counting down to Vegas, I was putting out one interview every week. You were. And there were 15 interviews the previous year. So for 15 weeks... Um, terminating on the first day of Vegas Dance Explosion, that first Tuesday. I was putting one out every Tuesday. I finally just did all the work and made a podcast. And it wasn't just a YouTube channel that had the name Line Dance Podcast, but now this podcast is an actual thing that people can put on their podcast apps, which many of you perhaps are listening uh, to this on uh, whether it's iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or Player FM or the the other ones that I cite in my posts, um, it's like a it's it's out there now. It's like with Tim Ferriss and and TED Radio Hour and Dance Like Everyone's Watching and all the other ones I listen to, Psychology of Video Games, and it was so gratifying to to just switch that seamlessly in the car when I'm parked, of course, because that's the safest way to do this uh, when you're using your mobile phone um, going from any of these like major legit podcasts and then seeing the little graphic there for line dance podcast and thinking somebody made a podcast about line dance I can listen to some interviews now and then I do <laughs> I actually listen to these after I post them I don't know about this one because it's very long but uh, I will probably listen to this again at some point oh so. I will definitely listen to this one again simply yeah. because in a few weeks from now I'll be like what did we cover? Mm-hmm. What did we talk about? And I'll be like, oh yeah, oh yeah, and then I'll get it all excited again. Mm-hmm. Cause this one I did with Vegas, mm-hmm. so I've listened to that one I think twice now. Hmm. Um, you have been going to Coach's Corner lately. I have. We haven't in quite post Vegas. It's like we haven't quite got to that point yet. Oh well, okay. But... So one thing that we didn't really say during our Vegas reflections was how much time went into getting to Vegas. Like, learning however many dances we were doing every day. <laughs> for days and days and days. Oh, that was... That was... <sighs> I feel like a better person now, having gone right? through Right? <laughs> I feel like that was such hard work. It really was. And so rewarding, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I feel like words are inadequate. When I'm trying to describe what that experience was like for me. Mm. Just because it was exciting, it was new, it was sweat, it was work, it was frustrating, it was determination. And in the end, we got to Vegas and we got to choose, for the most part, which dances we wanted to take as our break. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, there was definitely some out there that we were like, what is this dance and why don't I know it? Mm-hmm. But that's more the archives coming out. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just the, you know, oh, I don't know this dance because I didn't learn it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was it was really nice and I felt so pleased and proud of what I had accomplished going from learning, you know, one dance a week. So you maybe learned, maybe learned four dances a month when I first started line dancing to three dances a day. You know, it was, 
insane and absolutely amazing at the same time like wouldn't trade it for the world and I feel like it's helped me grow not only as a dancer but as a person being able to learn and prove to myself that I have that kind of dedication Mm -hmm. and there are very few excuses as well like we were we were learning stuff in my garage my tiny little garage where there's a car permanently parked there by the landlord I think somebody's car is there Uh, yeah what like a four foot by like six foot section of space by the water heater and the couch (laughs) Um, we were learning at um, Sonoma State Campus where neither of us currently attend yeah. by the way we just kind of walked in and every night that we were there good thing we didn't get in trouble or anything. <laughs> right. we were using their projector and moving their chairs out of the way um, we we used your work in the space we did right in, behind yeah in like the airway uh, behind the back door for the employees mm-hmm. like that was a good opportunity to go over I think we did like Boys Like You probably and pieces. I know I did pieces yeah. when you went back in. Boys like you, pieces. Um, did it take me to the river? Probably. Yeah, that would have been around that time too. Yeah. Yeah, so you can do this anywhere. Like, if you really want to, just do it once. Get the basic step. This would happen so many times for those dances too. I would just take the time to do Boys Like You, for example, when I did it at uh, the theater during a rehearsal. I had some downtime out in a hallway, and that's where I first learned it. It was right before you showed up. It was that night. Yes. I learned it in the hallway just well enough so I would know the basic steps. And then any time you have after that, just go over it in your head. You know, uh, Do it in place. Do it in like the three-by-three-foot space that you're standing. Um, you did it a couple times in your bedroom. I did it in my dining room area. Mm-hmm. Like, you can do that with any of these too. Yeah. As long was... as you just like get it once, um, well enough to repeat later, that's that's all you need. Uh, that it lays the foundation. Oh yeah, and that was certainly something that I had learned too. That it's a whole lot easier to learn a dance if you kind of go through it, and you kind of got a grasp on it, and then the next day you do it again and know that chances are you forgot all of it because then when you're going through it again you're like oh wait wait I do remember this bit I do remember this bit and then do it again the next day and it's like each day it just kind of like concretes a little bit more of a section so that you know two or three days in you're really only learning like maybe one or two eight counts Mm -hmm. total for the whole dance because that first day you really did put it into your body Mm -hmm. so I mean, obviously, there are certain dances that you need a whole lot more repetitions than just that. Work from home being one of them. But, you know, having that knowledge that my body does remember these dances was really reassuring to know that I need to not necessarily think as much, Mm -hmm. but just kind of enjoy and be present because my body knows what to do. Right. Yeah, I've forgiven myself so much since that, since having that month-long experience. Uh, if I don't get it the first day, like sometimes I, in the past, would avoid a dance or even attempting it because I, I would think there's no way I have the time right now. I would need three hours to perfect this, to do all the repetitions I need to get it, you know, 100. percent 
But now I don't even think, I don't expect that I'm gonna get it 100% anymore because it's easier if, I, if, there's no, if there's no time pressure on me and nobody's watching and nobody's expecting me to get it 100%, then I don't have to expect that I'm gonna get it 100%. I can do it badly where nobody can see me and say, good, that's all I needed to do today. All I needed to do was take like five minutes to do it badly. And you know, badly in my case for the first time through would just mean technically correct, but slowly. <laughs> and then the next day, again, with nobody watching, you know, do what you can remember, stumble through it. And if you need to refer back to the step sheet or the video, go ahead. Because again, nobody cares, nobody's watching, nobody's keeping score or track. Um, just do it badly again, and maybe this time it'll be less bad. And you keep doing that until eventually you're satisfied with where you are and you can do it in front of other people. Well, unless you're like me and it's kind of a sink or swim matter because mm. I was so not ready to do shake in my head any of the nights I've done them, especially the nights you've recorded them. But mm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to learn it and be comfortable to do it sooner or later. So let's just go for it. And I don't think I've done it just like new flow. I don't think I've done it correctly start to finish once. <laughs> But I'm okay with that because mistakes happen. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, I can adjust whatever mistake I've made. And so it just looks like I did a variation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, which has allowed me to forgive myself a lot by having that sink or swim mentality of a, you know, nobody's perfect. As long as I feel like I have it like 75 to 80%. I'm okay getting out there and attempting it. And I think part of that stems from just all of the experiences in general that I've had over the last couple months. But most importantly, as weird as it sounds, work from home when Guyton yelled at me to get on that floor. I don't know D. I don't know it at all. Like, at all. But okay. And like... I had gotten out on the floor and fumbled my way through it. And I think at that point I was like, well, look, you didn't die. You survived. So why are you so worried about it? And I mean, granted, there's still those insecurities that will pop up. But for the most part, I've kind of given myself that leeway that it's okay to fumble through these dances in general until you feel like you have it concretely enough to be proud of it and then when mistakes happen it's you weren't focused it just happened whatever just let it go keep going Mm -hmm. but yeah I mean for the most part I've I've become very forgiving of myself and if anyone's still gonna like you after one of those mess ups you can always trust the line dance community (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was gonna say something else I can't remember what it was Leading up to one of these events, but that's okay. Um, and then, so we got back from Vegas. Mm-hmm. And that was when I had started dancing at Coach's Corner with my very lovely, beautiful, talented ladies. My Saturday peeps, as they call it. <laughs> um, I... Words really can't do justice when it comes to describing 
the wine country line dance attendees. Hmm. They are so wonderful and so passionate and so loving mm-hmm. and so welcoming and I get so excited when I get to see them now, like as if I'm just meeting my girlfriends for coffee kind of thing. And they've made such a wonderful impact on my life. And I just hope that I can return the favor somehow. But we've gone through a ton of different dances. And it was really, really fun because I had gone, I think, two weeks in a row prior to the most recent social which Jono came up to visit for, so mm. that was so much fun. Very different experience because mm. I was I'm used to having fun with these dances at the socials, but as weird as this sounds, in a very proper kind of way, mm. because I'm definitely the young kid when it comes to most of the people who go to these socials, and so like I don't want to do anything that may offend because I can have just as much fun doing things vanilla Mm -hmm. as I can if you spice it up but having Jono there was a new experience there was a couple times where I just let go of that wall which was nice because they were laughing and they were enjoying themselves as well so it almost had like that relief for me that I'm accepted regardless so that was nice Unfortunately, somebody was busy doing the musical. Yeah, that's another thing that happened in these past few months, pretty much since late August um, until oh December 11th, was the only time, really, that I got to do line dance things um, outside of line dance club on Mondays, which was one of my two days off. The other day was Saturday, and that's when I was teaching at Lakeside Bar and Grill for a while. So, every other night, what does that include? You know, Wednesday Stonies, Thursday Stonies, Friday Grad, or Sunday stonies. or or Stonies, um, Sunday is probably Stonies. Like all of those nights were now closed to me because I had rehearsal for the Music Man. And on the last day of our run, uh, that's when Wine Country Lion Dance held their social that Jono attended. And I really would have liked to have been there. The cover photo that you have of uh, the group shot of everyone looks great. And I wish I could have been there to to be part of it as well. You were certainly missed by several individuals. I'm looking forward to the next one, definitely. Yeah. Oh, that was another interesting thing. about the the social that we attended with Keith was that I feel like was the most a playlist has ever changed I guess like I mean I, maybe they're maybe I'm way off base maybe there were like a bunch of other people like clamoring for these these requests that that I had um, had mentioned I thought that these requests were gonna be just like added to the list of, you know, the songs that are played between sets. Because I just looked at the sets like, you know, the, that's... Set. The, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're set in stone. Like, that's that's what the higher-ups decide. Like, they know what they're doing. They're, they weigh all this out by percentages of who knows what dance and all that. Um, 
but some of the ones that I requested, like, you know, Funk and Feel It, The Beast, like, they got onto the actual playlist for the day, and that had never really happened. Like, first of all, I didn't have anything to request before. I didn't know enough. Um, so, yeah, to, like, have one of the, like, the the major chunks of time for these socials um, lean so heavily toward things that I actually knew and was really excited by, like, you know, Whip It and all the and That all was the, the social in October, right? Oh. Because we didn't do it It was right November. after WWE. It was September. Okay. Because it was right after we got from uh, back from WWLA, and I think it was when we were really excited about Main Attraction. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. And then there was that nothing was... in October, and November was the one that was bumped by one week. And that was the last one I was able to attend. Okay, that's that's yeah. what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, the November one, I remember being really excited because Brenda had actually messaged us. I was like, I'm planning for you two. You're coming, right? So that was that was fun for me because she wanted to include us in the playlist. So that was something special yeah definitely so I'm very much looking forward to what's coming up next year for sure mm-hmm. yeah we got all kinds of plans like you know, trips booked oh god yes um, so very excited about that mm-hmm. um, oh I was going to mention how the podcast I was going to mm-hmm. say that was when I had actually started not only listening to podcasts for one but to um being a part of it hmm. and being able to talk with you about all this stuff line dance wise and how better your life can be when you line dance um, and the hundred tips and secrets and oh yeah the hundred simple secrets of happy people yeah and just reflecting on different things and different comments and it's been very awakening I've become very comfortable when it comes to talking on this mic, which I remember the first time I was very much not. I remember, yeah, we were recording like commentary for Elliot's interview and Noe's interview. And and all I wanted to do was hide under a rock. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, and now here I am at what? Three something in the morning. Three forty nine. Yep. Oh, almost four o'clock. Yep. Um, still just chatting up as if it's just a conversation between you and me yep uh so that was a big thing line dance event wise yeah you this this whole year you've been very helpful in helping draw out some of my like i guess like philosophical crossovers with line dance and you know living a good life um and in the past, you know, I might have been able to, to talk with other friends like you know Kevin before he moved to Southern California or Keith before he moved to Sacramento. And on my own, you know, I, I write little things and I scribble things in my notes um, and nobody ever sees them because why would they? Like, you know, they're unpolished and they're just kind of fragments of thoughts. Um, but having you to talk with and all of these lovely people to listen uh, makes me feel like it's not just some you know crazy weird thing that I think about that um, no one else would understand, but it's something that you kind of see sometimes in your own life as well, and could have like implications beyond just the dance world. Mm-hmm. And 
I hope that the people who make up the numbers on on our view counts, our listen counts, I, I hope they're getting something similar out of this because, uh, you know, we are not alone in these thoughts. Yeah. Uh, when you were mentioning going to the, the uh, Coach's Corner classes lately, like my parallel experience of the Lion Dance world lately, in addition to wanting to do Shaking My Head every time we go to Stoney's pretty much... <laughs> uh, I love that dance. <laughs> I've been looking at, uh, as I've mentioned with you, you know, off off mic, um, the seasonality and constant turnover of dances, and just sort of figuring out what I do feel about that. Because after something huge like Chicago, and then another huge event like Vegas. I felt like those were so big, surely they would have ripples long after both of them. And like we put so much time into Vegas, um, you know, learning things from all across line dance history just to get onto that floor. And looking at the Copper Knob Top 10 a few days ago, it was just like December 2016, December 2016. It's like, what happened? Like, where's the lasting power of everything that was taught for six days? Not even a full month ago. Like, just, I, I, I understand that, you know, uh, view counts change all the time. And once people learn a dance, they don't need to view the step sheet anymore. So maybe Copper Knob isn't necessarily like the best reflection of like what's really happening out there in the world. But then I started looking at it and, and just like, I don't know, kind of uh, further predicting down the line, what will my life be with this constant turnover? Like, if this is how it's always going to be, then you really do have to... It's like Learn a, you know, three dances a day. <laughs> yeah, it's like a hamster running on the wheel. I, and it made me really sympathize with um, you know, the lakeside crowd wanting to do God Bless Texas, wanting to do Watermelon Crawl, because those are the dances they know. And I, my pace of learning was a little bit faster, so I, I would think, ah, oh, well, you know, these, this time frame, wanting to learn dances that are that old, like, that's a little too old for my tastes. But now here I am thinking, like, December 2016 is too new. Like, can't we still look at October, November? <laughs> like, that's how much time I put into those things. Does that mean I need to put time into December? Like, so... Now I just I I'm just kind of reflecting and stepping back and seeing what's come out of the MIT event and there was a lot of fun dances. So yeah, far. like I'm still I'm still trying to figure out like you know do I just learn every new dance that comes along just in case I go to an event and it happens to be played or do I learn only the ones that I specifically want to know? And then, you know, with new dances, you never know whether they're going to be like a significant portion of them that you do want to learn. Uh, or do you just sit out and say, no, I'm not going to learn anything until three months have passed and I see what's worth learning based on what's being played. Like I'm still gauging that. And I think that's exciting that I can have like this, n another new experience in line dance, like this feeling that I haven't had before of uh of like kind of predicting where where I am going to um seat myself following big events like this as they come every year. 
for the next several decades. Yeah. It's one of the things I actually really like about um, the Coach's Corner is they bring in dances and they do them a couple times and be like, okay, so what do we think about that one? Did we like that one? Do we want to keep that one? Hmm. And I was like, oh, oh, I kind of like that. Like, you know, because there's one that we, I guess they've gone over like three or four times now that they're kind of like, well, it's kind of catching on me now. I don't know yet. Maybe we should try it one more time. You know, Hmm. so they come back the next week and, you know, that's on the list again to play again. Um, and so it's like, there's certain ones that I learned that like, if it, you know, it's, you know, a couple hours out of my day, I get to dance with these amazing ladies, learn line dances, get some great exercise, laugh, socialize. Um, and if I learn a line dance and I don't like it, you know, I just don't participate the next time it's played. And it doesn't, like, stick. As opposed to if I've learned one that I really, really like, then I'm like, no, no, I'm going to make sure I remember this one. So, because there's been one or two that, you know, I've, I've gone through that I'm like, yeah, I'm not really sold on. Like, it's a really pretty dance, but for some reason it's just not what my body wants. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and sit this one out, you mm-hmm. know. And, you know, the wonderful thing about them is they don't judge. So, that's new experience for me hmm. I feel like this year has been nothing but new experiences mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly um, I keep doing the okay so what's next because I, I, I don't know if I've quite like got a handle on this yet hmm. um, which may be also too with you and the the big event thing the wait 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 no hold on hold on let me Make sure I got this first. Mm -hmm. Because that's the other thing is we did so much cramming that not only did we learn so many of them to make sure we could be out there, but like we I don't feel like we really got to fully experience all of them yet to really not only have that hunger like you know, filled or sedated or anything, but also like I know this dance. Hmm. Like, I know this dance. It's fine. Like, you know, fun can feel it. It's, it was one that we did all the time, all the time, all the time. And then we just knew the dance. And so, like, we really enjoyed doing it. And anytime we had the opportunity, we did it. But it wasn't one that we requested every single time at Stoney's when we went. And so when we got to do it the last couple times we've done it, it's been really nice, rich and rewarding. And we've been able to play a little bit more with it because we do know it so well. Um, whereas say me and pom poms, I would probably need a review on that one. I did it how many times in Vegas and I would probably need a review just like New York to LA. You know, it's, it's one of those where it's like, I don't feel like I was able to really fully cement very many of them because we had learned so many of them that if I don't go back over the next same month before Palm Springs, whether they're played there or not, I probably won't retain them as well as I would like them to be retained. So. Yeah, that's one thing that... Um that I have been able to appreciate with like 
just seeing how accessible these events can be is I don't feel the need to flood Stonies with circuit requests as much anymore because I know I, if I really want to, I can go to any event. I mean, there's probably, like, let's say, you know, it's whatever random month and I didn't book something that month yet. The following month, there's going to be an event somewhere. If I want to do the dance among other people that badly, I can just do it there. And it might cost a little bit, but, you know, it's what you save up. And with Stonies, they still have... I mean, I... I started out you know, in the country bar that was Kodiak Jacks, and I wasn't in the country. I was only learning those you know, country dances because that's what the songs were. And then eventually the songs became catchy to me and you know, I got kind of into it. And then I started finding out about all the circuit stuff and all those kinds of dances and the music that went with those. And then I didn't really... I almost wanted the whole line dance world to kind of phase country down to being a genre among others and have about equal representation, which is to say not much, with the rest of them. Because I never had that close attachment to country the way other people grew up with it. I only liked it because of line dance. So when line dance, in my mind, expanded to be all these other things, then it let country shrink again. However, seeing how few options there are in circuit world for country at this point, like, what was really played in Vegas... um, besides like classics or lay low off the top of your head that was country I would think like if I really racked my brain and looked through a list I could find maybe three or four more but you go to a place like Stoney's and you you can get a lot of them they're just not done on the circuit but like they are very much country line dances so I feel now that for people who are looking to have that experience I think it's worth protecting those kinds of environments for them and if I'm going to come out with a new dance and introduce it there maybe I'll think about making it a country one and keeping the balance you know in the circuit world keeping that measure however is most appropriate for the people who like those dances and that music um, that that spread of uh, varied genres uh, but it's Stoney's if they want a country experience if the place is called Stoney's Rock and Rodeo then as far as I'm concerned like I don't need to shoehorn all my stuff in there I can go to the socials I can I can go to yeah. any other place they want country they can have it like well, we and should... that's not to say that we can't bring in the occasional dance still. I mean, for instance... Shaking my head. Shaking my head. Yep. Um, I'm with that. You know, yeah. but it's... It's one of those things that... They do play some of the dances that are also done at the circuit events. So you still get some of those fulfillment like I mean they play wakey wakey all the time now showstopper mm. um what stitches is one of the sure, most, IT. yeah common played ones there mm. uh so like there are ones there that that you know I've done at both the bar scene and the circuit events that have crossed over too mm. 
So there are still some out there, but then, like, we've only brought in a few of them, realistically. And I feel like what we've brought in has been pretty good, as well as not too fast. Like, Mm. in the sense of, like, here's a dance. Oh, here's another one. Oh, here's another one. Like, there's been, like, what, three? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess what I'm looking at is, uh, like, whereas before I would have thought bringing in a dance means hopefully it bumps a country song off because ah. because I don't want to do Copperhead because I don't want to do God whatever it is like it, okay that makes more sense but now I'm looking at it more like maybe we'll be getting to that point where Stitches gets played less as much as I like it like if I for Stonies, if I had to bring in some new non-country dance and something had to get played less because of it, I would now be more comfortable... With it being a non-country dance right. originally. Yes. Because I think they do maintain a pretty good balance. Nobody's complained too loudly, as far as I know, about it being too much one way or the other. So rather than just phase out everything country, because that's where I was however many months ago, now I I feel like just keep, keep the, balance the balance and make everyone happy. Keep Stony strong, keep the scene strong. Yeah, I agree. Something for everyone. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. And I think that's been... I don't know, it's so hard to explain. Because obviously, you know, I started out learning those tra- those traditional ones or whatever. Um, and so then they got played all the time, everywhere you went. And it was kind of like, meh, meh school I don't need to do it but then like going to LA and those being some of the only ones I knew from down there and I was like okay look something for me to dance to and so I got really excited again and then you know it kind of died again and I was like okay well that was LA you know and I still know those dances but I don't need to do them here or whatever and then when my work schedule changed and you were at you know, the musical, and I didn't get to Stoney's until midnight, and I only had an hour and a half dance, I started appreciating those dances ever so slightly more, because, you know, we only had so many dances to dance to, and I had driven an hour and 40 minutes to get there to dance for an hour and a half, to then drive home an hour and 40 minutes, so it's like, I tried to make as much of it as I can, and then hearing some of the interviews that we've that you've done on the podcast and getting people's perspectives and like taking a dance and appreciating where it came from was also one of those things where like I was watching some of the choreographers just have so much fun with some of these older dances that although I had never seen them before, like I knew they were older dances, so it was kinda like Okay, so they can still cherish that older dance with all these new ones out there. Why can't I cherish my older dances? So it kind of made me look back and go, okay, okay, I need, I need to give these a fair shake every once in a while and get out there, you know, and move the dust off and have some fun with them. So mm-hmm. Yeah, like tonight, doing Copperhead cha-cha slide in the middle of the floor unabashed that was different <laughs> yeah I won't be needing to do copperhead anytime soon but yeah. yes 
Well, I think also what helped or what has helped for me, maybe specifically this year, is uh, in my senior class at Brookdale, um, seeing their excitement. Yes. For something that for me normally would be less exciting if it were at like a bar where you know I've got something to prove I don't do the easy dance no one's gonna be impressed if I do the easy dance like whatever like when 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 that's like right in your range of motion and right at the speed you're comfortable with then you're gonna be very excited for it and that's what my senior class tends to be like it and it's assisted living this is beyond like Ronan yes. Park Senior Center this is like assisted living so um if they're into it, I mean, I'm yeah, right there with them into you it. You can't help but be mm-hmm. excited, too. And it's funny, because like, even with something like Copperhead, my version of Into It at Kodiak's was stomp into the ground as hard and loud as you can. And now it's just you know finding different movements and mm-hmm. finding different muscle groups that activate for these dances. So I don't have to express that into-it-ness in the same way that was like not good for my body before. Um but I can still find new ways to engage and mm-hmm. uh, and be present. Yeah. And feel the power of my own body. Without scaring anybody else in the room and making them think that they're doing it wrong because I'm like doing triple spins and backflips and whatever. Because <laughs> I don't need to do that stuff for right? Copperhead or really any dance if, I don't, if, if, if that's not appropriate to the situation. Yeah. So, other than that, like been a big year and I'm about to leave to go do some more dancing in LA wish you could come with but yeah yeah if I didn't have if I didn't have work performance gigs on New Year's Eve I'd be right there with you and I was thinking like another thing you've had as a, an experience for you <laughs> and maybe to some extent me as well except I don't think I've fully cleared from it yet is You've gone from not really knowing who a lot of these people are to then learning their dance and being like, oh my God, it's this person, (laughs) and then meeting them, and then treating them like normal people and having them treat you like a normal person, and then being like pretty much friends with, you know, Joe Thompson, Zamansky, and Amy Glass, who are going to be seeing you at Palm Springs. And and, Cat Painter. And yeah, and Brenda, like, you've, you've gone from. This nobody. <laughs> to yeah, like well, just just having that that roller coaster of not even knowing who they were, and then being blown away by who they were, and not even knowing how you were gonna like have a conversation with them, and then now things are normal again, and like you know we're all people, we're all dancers, and I'm still I'm not there yet because I'm not normal like you. <laughs> So, uh, I am so not normal. I just, I pretend really well. You're very well uh, um, camouflaged in conversation, that's for sure. Uh, I talk. I, I think I've told you this before, um, that when I get nervous, I ramble. Mm. I can't stop. Mm. So it makes it really easy for people to talk to me because I just keep talking. Whatever works. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, I can't even, couldn't even imagine that this is where I would be this time last year. Mm. Who I am as a person, who I am as a dancer, 
and all the knowledge that I've gained over this last year has been so amazing and so fulfilling and so rewarding that it makes anything leading up to this point so worth going through just to feel this good. Mm-hmm. Like, because I've said many times to the children I work with, like, it is about balance and you can't understand what happiness feels like unless you've felt sadness. And so because I felt sadness, having this kind of joy in my life just makes it that much more precious and more rewarding and just almost unfathomable that it could occur. And so it makes me eternally grateful to have these experiences with these people and you especially. But, you know, it's just, I'm not sure how I'm going to top it next year, but I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sometimes this world just has a way of, like, continually surprising us and and yeah offering these new things that like just for anybody who's who wants examples just listen to our vegas reflections it's one day after another (laughs) just amazing things happening yeah any other thoughts on 2016 for you although there was a lot of risks taken that didn't pan out there was a lot that exceeded my expectations. And so I'm kind of glad that I took those risks in the first place. Makes me uh, more inclined to take more risks in the future mm-hmm. and see where they come, where I go. I just, yeah, I'm so grateful for this year. Again, even with all the issues. <laughs> yeah, it's made me look at um, what is possible in different time frames differently than before. Because, I mean, just look how quickly we summed up January through May. That's almost half... Well, January through late May. That is half the year. And... But then you look at what happened between like June and September and that's three months, you know, July, August, September. And then you look at September to October, you know, going from WWLA to Chicago. And then that even narrower space between the end of Chicago and the beginning of Vegas and like so much life happens and like so many changes and so much growth happen in increasingly tight spaces on the calendar. Mm -hmm. So it makes every day seem worth that much more because so much more is possible for you, which at this time in like, I don't know, mid January of this year or something like that would be such like a nothing gray time that I don't even remember. But like now, like any any given week could be full of like thoughts and experiences and challenges. Mm-hmm. Dance wise, anyway. Well, 
in general wise, but yes. I just didn't want anyone to think that I meant like my life is gray in <laughs> mid-January of this year, like life was awful or something. No, just like yeah. in, in the context of dance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know, I think, I know I've, I've shocked a lot of people with how I basically hit the ground running when I came to line dancing. Um, I know it's always been there, but it was nice having someone along to encourage, like, do it, go for it. I I can, you sure? Cool. (laughs) You know, and like just seeing what was possible for me. Again, I never would have dreamed that I would know what I know and be who I am. And all of it was possible because of line dance. Yeah, your time hops show very much the contrast. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Eek. <laughs> yes, those are those are night and day for mm-hmm. sure. And as I mentioned with uh, how I was feeling going into the end of May and like just just about being ready to like kind of give up on uh, definitely the local scene, but maybe even the bigger scene, depending on you know where it was all gonna eventually supposedly go. I I feel a lot more solid because of the last several months and definitely the cumulative effect of this year. And I don't feel like I have to apologize for line dance to the extent that I did before. Like so many of my early podcast questions were, you know, how do you deal with criticism uh, for for this? You know, and uh, you know, what do you tell people who? don't know if they want to stick through it because, you know, they get you know, put Looks in the out group. Or, yeah. And now I just feel like that's not, it's so not an issue anymore. Like, I don't know if anything has changed externally. Like, I don't even know if I was getting teased really by anybody who matters in, in like a teasing sense um, before. But now I feel like I have so many different things I can point to. And I think... Joe might have answered in her interview something uh, something along the lines of just you know, focus on the good things. Like if anybody says anything, just point to how many different ways it's helped and all the good things about it. Um, like it doesn't even have to be like a confrontational thing. Like you might even talk them into liking it, you know, whoever it is that's saying anything to you. Um, and I, I feel I, I also used to ask so many questions about do you see this as like a dying out thing? Is it going to go the way of square dancing? You know, how do we save it? How do we protect it? And again, I don't really feel like that's an issue right now. Like in the last several months, I've just felt really good about it. And to give people a little sneak preview of um, the interview I I did in Vegas with uh, Madison Glover, uh, like I was listening to that today and she said, you know, looking into the future of line dance, whatever, whatever is happening with it right now, it's working. Like, it's going well. So more of that, please. <laughs> like, Sounds about right. Yeah. I just feel so much more confident in the existence of the scene itself and where everybody is in it. You know, who there is that's so talented to like take, take new marquee spots that open up over the course of the next several years. Um, and, you know, where I will be in it. You know, I don't necessarily... 
think I will be, you know, Mr. Marquis myself. I'm not, I don't feel like choreography flows out of me like water right now. Um, you know, teaching is fun. Um, I don't necessarily see that I need to teach thousands of people all in a room. Um, but I love this podcast so much. And I love talking with you about, you know, all these bigger life things through, through the art of line dance and, and, you know, I love what my body feels like just in doing it. Like, just that basic. Just doing any dance that, that like, lights me up. I feel like that's what... You, if you can feel like that in the majority of your living experiences, like, you You're wake doing up... doing something right. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, if, if you wake up and then your whole day is just that feeling that you get doing, say, shaking my head or whatnot... Mm-hmm. Um, because you know you're driving you're you're in the car maybe you don't like driving but you're driving to something that you really enjoy which may be dance related or you're cooking and you're not a big fan of cooking but you know it's going to give you energy for tonight because you're going to go do something dance related like it can it can create all this goodness throughout the rest of your day and your you know expanding that outward your life um because of this like central seed of the amazingness that is line dance. Well, I think for me at least there was so much disappointment when venues closed. Cuz that was a part of you that you lost. And then you had to find a new part, new place to go, and it was you had to settle for what was around. And then because that was the only place around you had to deal with whatever walked through that door whether it be good or bad and so you just kind of had to just take whatever card was given you and accept it and then branching out and learning about all these other venues that you could go to and these events that you could be a part of and you know, travel and meet all these other people. Like it broadens it into a, I have more control over where I go, which means if I don't like that place, I just don't need to go there. Versus if I fell in love with this place, I'm going to go there as many times as possible, you know? And it gives me at least a better sense of control over the people and the energy and the thoughts that I surround myself with, which is why I love going to Stoney's as much as I do and Wine Country Line Dance and Coach's Corner and, you know, Hot Monk is because the people there have done nothing but enriched my life in such a way that I will be eternally grateful for. So, of course, I want to be around them more. So it fulfilled that, like, negative side of the I'm getting judged I'm having to deal with A, B, and C and like oh this is all I get because this is all I have kind of thing it's like I have more control over that now which means I have more control over my outlook too so maybe it's the same for you maybe it's not yeah I could definitely understand that It's definitely given me something to think about, even with 
uh, choreography. Like one of the things I was thinking about with like the seasonality of these things and like the ar almost arbitrariness of what becomes a big dance for however long in the line dance world, thinking about it as a choreographer or a potential choreographer and listening to all these songs that I would like to see dances to, but then like considering, you know, not putting them under my name because maybe they won't be embraced in the community. Now I, I see it and I think, like before, it's another one of those like kind of full circle things where I, I would look at regional choreographers teaching their dance to their class and it not going anywhere outside of that. I would look at that and think, well, they're, they're hindering their students. You know, the students could learn the circuit version of this dance and then do it with all these other people. And, but then I think about dances that I might want to make to songs that will never be the darlings of the circuit. And I still want to make that dance. So maybe I could just make the dance anyway because I feel like it and then share it with you know my little pocket of weirdos who also <laughs> like that obscure song and we can just kind of secretly do it together it doesn't have to be anywhere it doesn't have to be at this event because that event is the be all end all of the line dance world and if it's not there my god it's nowhere <laughs> like it's okay just to do it on the small scale that makes you happy with your friends who are happy to do it with you. Well, and that's, you know, I mean, <laughs> you and I tonight, the only two people on the dance floor doing dance with me. I love that dance. And although I'm sure, you know, like, it would be a lot of fun to do with a lot of people, it's also kind of special that it's just a few people that know it. You know, and it's, it's something that not necessarily like a oh you can't know it but like it makes me feel special that I do know it and I have that option to dance that dance because I like that song so having other songs that may not ever be played anywhere doesn't mean I can't dance them when I want to Do you want to attempt any predictions for yourself in the coming year? Oh. Dance-wise. I don't know about predictions, but I can say hopes. Okay. Um, I would definitely love to choreograph something. I think that's where my next step is. I really do. After all the work that I've been doing with the particular song um, that I've played over and over a hundred times now. Like, I really think that's my next step, and I think that will be accomplished at least before the end of the year. Whether it goes anywhere is a whole different story. Whether I take it anywhere is a whole different story. But I think I'll at least attempt that. Um, I am... hopeful in all the upcoming events that I will be attending uh, primarily for seeing people that I've met already and um, potentially meeting someone as amazing as Rachel 
Mm. That would be huge. Um, I really hope I could be cool around her and not look like a psycho person. <laughs> um, yeah, if you figure that out, teach me how. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope I don't ramble as badly. Because <laughs> um, I do think she's actually quite amazing. Um, same thing with Fred. Like, I would really love to meet him, but kind of nervous about my ramblings. Um, other than that, I mean, I hope that I just kind of... I hope that I can keep this fire and passion going. As for everything else, I mean, only time will tell. True. I hope I get a better wardrobe. Ah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's one thing I've learned from this past year is like, what do I feel good in? What do I think? What do I... In, it's not even like, what do I look good in? Because I'm not the one who has to look at me when I'm out there. But when I do see videos afterwards, what do I feel kind of about? And what do I think, ooh, that really worked. Like, mm -hmm. what do I not mind seeing the video of later? Yeah. So, trying to figure out my, my personal comfort zone slash style I think will be uh, a, an area of additional experimentation in the coming year. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. For both of us, actually. <laughs> yeah. I'm still having that internal conversation about the hat. Like, I, I'm very, at this point, happy with my dance shoes as opposed to boots, and I think I've gotten better habits out of wearing non-boots for dancing mm -hmm. and I don't really necessarily need to wear a buckle on my belt even though it's nice it's fun ornamentation uh, I tonight I'm wearing just a regular standard black belt with you know a, a, the peg buckle that you, know, you think of like a pilgrim has you know on a hat mm -hmm. um, my jeans don't necessarily have to be jeans I've worn those giant gray pants and they dance just fine uh, but the hat I'm still and that's back okay. and forth on it that, that might be something I, I, I continue to discuss with myself over the coming year the nice thing about it is you've done with the hat and you've done without the hat so really there's a freedom of choice in the moment for you as opposed to like it being a crutch or anything like that it's a yeah I feel like I'm gonna wear a hat tonight versus nah I'm okay without it so I think I think that's giving you that liberty to still hang on to the idea of the hat here and there because it is still something that you enjoy wearing and it's maybe we can go further in depth we'll have a hat episode or something <laughs> we need 15 minutes to fill for some for some bonus week perhaps but uh, yeah the hat's got some story and meaning yeah and it's not even like that specific one, either my white or black one. It's like the concept of it and what it means to me. Exactly. I think I was the only one wearing a hat at Stoney's tonight, which is weird because that's like a country bar. Maybe there was one person with a black hat if I'm not imagining things, but maybe my white hat is the only one. I remember standing there looking around at all those kids, kids, nah. college night, and uh, seeing like you know, baseball caps and things. But yeah. 
had my white cowboy hat on. Yeah, I think you might be right. I already feel the the uh, plaid is becoming like less personally necessary for me. Um, I'm enjoying the feel of vests, and the sweatproof shirts are just necessity for me. Oh, They're yeah. entirely practical. So I'm losing more and more of what I started out in when I got all gussied up country at Kodiak's, but I am becoming more comfortable in like what I need to do out there on the floor. Like what, what my body wants to do, I just am trying to clothe it in a way that gets out of its way. Yeah. yeah. I can understand that. But also, I'm single, so I still need to look good. If, <laughs> if anybody out there knows that anyone uh, who's, like, really into line dance, my email address is... I actually don't know if I have a line dance podcast email address. <laughs> Just Facebook me. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. This is Megan Barsulia. Barsulia. Suglaya. Barsulia. That's a new one. <laughs> yeah. Any last, last, last thoughts? Final, final thoughts on 2016, going into 2017? Well, now that you specified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not really. I mean, still got a couple more days. So, we'll see. Okay. My thoughts are optimistic for myself, for the future of Line Dance, for the future of this podcast. We have episodes lined up till like mid-year next year, so do not worry about tuning in and, and finding there's no one on the other end. We're going to be going for a while. Well, thank you, passionate line dance people, for listening this far. It has been two hours and 33 minutes. <laughs> I hope this has been a... A satisfying drive or whatever it is you do for two hours and 33 minutes hopefully you weren't just sitting there because I'm sure you're you're getting a little sore feeling like you need to <laughs> shift around in your seat I know I'm I'm looking forward to, to going inside we've been parked outside for two hours and 33 well no we've been on the road and then parked outside for this long um, feel free to share this episode with a friend or two or your local media outlet get it on the radio Find two hours and 33 minutes they're not using in the middle of the night. Put it on those airwaves. Also, you are always welcome to join the conversation by messaging either of us or both of us in group chat on Facebook. Absolutely. I would be interested to hear anybody else's take on these as well as maybe even topics for further discussion. Indeed. Indeed. Not that we can't find them. But I could find a topic about line <laughs> dance off a gum wrapper on the sidewalk. Exactly. Yeah. But I would be inclined to hear what um, somebody else might want to hear about. Definitely. And now I kind of want to make an episode like put down some bullet points for gum wrapper <laughs> on sidewalk. Challenge accepted. Indeed. So now you got to tune in in future weeks to find out what we have to say about that. All right. Take care out there. Safe and happy new year. Keep your shoes clean. Dance shoes clean. And uh, we'll see you. We'll see you on the floor in 2017 and beyond. <laughs>